I'm so glad that I've never had this complex about America and that I've always comprehended that it could be worse and that this place is not that bad at all. It's actually pretty cool, pretty neat. Not to mention, this has really always been my stuff. And I always comprehended that because I'm like, I know the background, who built this bad boy up, who got it to the power that it is today. Furthermore, I've never wanted to go nowhere else, never wanted to be nowhere else. And I've always realized how cool this place is. And with this, this just brings me to my next point. When you look at the news and how like in different nations, different places, different spaces, it's always some turmoil or some stuff of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Out in the Mideast, they got some stuff's going on. Still got some stuff going on in that Russian Ukraine area and just stuff like that. And all these other, I guess, wars they probably got going on in other parts of Africa, other countries that it's not even local. I mean, national news, not on your local airways. It makes you really realize how America ain't that bad, bro. It's never been that bad. Not to mention, it could really always be worse, bro. Really could goddamn be sleep, sleeping with the chopper, bro. I say, whoa, welcome to the Best Friend Weekend Podcast. It's your man, Aldo Nice. And that's it. Um, that, boy, that boy, Los, um, is out of commission this week. We talked this week, um, and I know he had some um, uh, football game to coach on one of those nights. We were supposed to get it in. And then the Saints played Thursday night, so we were supposed to get in around then. Never happened, but then he sent me a text. He said, I ain't showing up to work. You go ahead on and um and and, and get the people what you want. And I said, I ain't gonna do it. He's like, do it for the fun. I ain't gonna do it. Do it for the fun. I ain't gonna do it. Do it for the fun. I ain't gonna do it. Do it for the fun. I ain't gonna do it. Not but but I'm I'ma do it. I'm gonna give y'all a couple of minutes. It's mostly gonna be things that burn my boot at. And you know why? Because I know. People hit me up on Fridays. If we um if we don't show up and they like, hey, where the podcast at? I needed that for my ride into work, or I needed that for my 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 airport trip or whatever it is. I, I need that best friend weekend. So we understand the responsibility that's in front of us. That just means Los owe y'all a solo daddy at some point. Um, so y'all make sure y'all hold his feet to the fire with that and go ahead on and do that. But um to speak to Rumble's point, I mean he came in hot talking about you know that this 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 country is is a good place to be, and he's not wrong in a global sense. I mean, I've said this before. I've 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 taken trips overseas, and 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 even you know, I guess overseas is overseas anywhere out the country. I mean, if you go to Mexico, is that overseas? Is Canada overseas? I feel like it counts as overseas, even if we not like. I mean, you know, going over an ocean. I mean, I guess if you go to like the Dominican, that's overseas because it's water, and I think any water would be seas. But, but by that token, would the Mississippi River be a sea? But you know, I guess I digress. It's not the, the Gulf. The Gulf is a sea. Anyway, I digress. When you go overseas, you know, um, first time I was in um, Panama with, with Gramstar and Company, I remember being out there and being like, "Oh man, this ain't this ain't love." And his response was like. Man, it's a third world country. What you expect, man? You can't have that American view of like, 
you know, what things should be. And, you know, I, you know, if you follow the podcast, you know, I'm a renowned world traveler these days and I, they've been a couple of places. And when I go to those couple of places, yeah, I want those amenities. Um, certain spots got it, you know, and, you know, most places you go, if you go to like the most affluent part of the country, you'll get a lot of those Americanized things. Now you might start saying, Hey man, where's the little towel to, to, to wash under my arms when I'm taking a bath or like, where's the, where's the American TV channels where I could watch some stuff in English. You know what I mean? Like they got that kind of stuff that comes to mind or where's the internet connection and whatever. So Rumble's making a point. You know, all of those things being in the first world country that we've become accustomed to, uh, if you go to other countries, you might not get it. And that's just the basics. You know, that's just the basics of like comfort. He talking about the basics like Piaget's bottom level needs, which is safety and shelter and security. Um, And in a lot of other places around the globe, you're just not getting that. Um, They got, you know, we could we could go into the Americas where they got, you know, Right across our border in Mexico, a lot of times they got um, drug cartel wars and stuff. Um, you know, maybe I'm oversimplifying that. And, but, you know, you, you see it on the news about some of these things that go on in maybe countries like Colombia and, 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 and El Salvador and things of the sort. But maybe it's just hyper, hyper um, publicized in a way that they might look at us and say, oh, man, all that gang violence and police brutality in the United States can't go there. So they might look at us from the outside looking in as a very unsafe place specifically with the guns because i know how um canada talks about the united states like why y'all got all these damn guns and some of these other countries um in europe talk about us in that same way but um back to rumble's point there's a lot of war going on and a lot of turmoil in the world right now and um like the first one he talked about is this israel palestine war now i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get on my soapbox like because this is a very soapboxable subject and I don't think I would necessarily have this conversation with Los because I don't know, like he and I probably have never talked about this particular thing. I'm, I might want to bring somebody on who has a lot more expertise than me so I could kind of hear some perspective um, on this. I don't mean Los don't have more. Ex- he got more expertise than me in some some areas. But I'm thinking about this Israeli-Palestine war. I wouldn't think that man know much about Benjamin Netanyahu, but that's a whole nother thing. I think this situation is touchy. And it's touchy because, um, well, let me just call a spade a spade here. Um, after the Holocaust, after World War II, you know, Jewish people was running out of Germany because they didn't want to be there because of Hitler, because of the Third Reich, because of the Nazis. I get it. Go. Get on, man. Get Man and boys wasn't right. So from what I understand kind of the way that play went was Jewish people kind of came to this realization that, hey, we Jews and that's a race and that's a country. So we need a country. Now, I might be oversimplifying this, but the boys was like, we need a country. We need a place to call our own. So the world felt like, you know, Hitler did them boys bad. So let's give them like a country. Once again, Maybe oversimplifying it, but it's kind of the gist of what took place. Um, and and the boys went to Jerusalem, and they went to they went to what is now Israel, and was like, you know, that's our spot now. The boys migrated there, they had people there, but they was like, nah, it's us. And in Judaism, 
you know, became kind of like the religion and the people and, and everything else. And the people who were there, the Arab people, you know, a lot of them practicing Muslims, you know, they got marginalized there, those Palestinian people. And um, it became a situation where the whole Arab world tried to gang up against them. And then the Western powers backed them boys and was like, nah, Israel need a spot. Um, so, you know, that been going on since like 1947, 1948, where they've been going back and forth about who land that is because they all like look back all the way to like Jesus days and be like, that should be my land. That shouldn't be them boys land. It shouldn't be for, for Palestine. And Israelis like that shouldn't be for them. And Palestinians like, nah, man, it's this, this, this where our, um, homeland is and, and the land of whomever is in the Quran or whatever the case is. So I get it. I get why it's heated in contention. Because when you throw religion in the mix, that's next level. Um, um, so, you know, they've had a lot of solutions that they threw out over the years that they should have a two-state solution. You hear people say that all the time, like that both countries should be in the same country at the same time and kind of have a country. I mean, I've seen it like in South Africa. They got like two landlocked countries within the country of South Africa. So I guess it could work. But what's weird about it is that like, Palestine is like two different countries. Like they got, like, I mean, two different spaces. They got like the West Bank that's, you know, all the way over there on, a, on, on the West Bank, right? Right on the, on the sea, overseas, right by the Mediterranean Sea. And then they um, then they got, what is it? God, no, I said it wrong. West Bank is on the, on the, and then they got Gaza. I don't know. Gaza Strip, West Bank. I know that's the two different pieces. One of them like by um, Jerusalem and stuff. But anyway, long story short, they kind of broke off and, you know, if you do just a little bit of research on the Gaza Strip, they say that shit like a prison. It's like two million people and it's boxed in by like Egypt and the Mediterranean Sea and like um, Israel. And like them boys can't come and go unless they use tunnels to get in and out of that space. So the fact that those two places is separated is why um, like Palestine is separated. They got like a, a certain Palestinian government that's going on in the West Bank. And then in like the damn um, in 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 the in the, the strip is Hamas, and that's them boys who like you know people said is a, a a terror organization, a terror group who do wild stuff, and they did some wild stuff. Go Google it, man. This war started on some wild stuff. Like them boys ran up and ran into Israel and did work. They they killed a bunch of innocent people. They were shooting mortars over there. But I can see why the global community would also look at it and be like, damn, y'all been marginalizing them Palestinians for like 75 years. And them boys just trying to get some get back and trying to get their country. And, you know, war is messy. And that's how that's going to look. But the crazy piece about it is that, you know, from a United States perspective and from some people who like us who really never usually think about that. It's tough not to look at a people who have been marginalized and put into a box and in the open air prison in, in, in the Gaza Strip and, and and look at them and say, man, they man, they wrong for fighting back. Cause you know, you'll hear that the atrocities that they're doing are just things that have been done to them for for, for tens and, and and decades and, and and things of the sort. So it's a it's a not a great and a, a very easy thing to talk about and have like opinions on. But you know, United States always sending money. Trump, big, big proponent of, of Israel. 
Cause them boys, I mean, honestly, they they government is some big right wing nationalists. They like them boys, like I mean, I hate to say it, they like man, Israel first. Them boys need to, you know, that's how they coming, and you know, so United States backs them and gives them money and gives them aids and been doing that for years. But then that kind of ties into this bigger idea that Rumble just talked about, that the reason why we give them loot like that. So it's not just this one big cluster of these Arab nations that's like Palestine and everybody else around it and Egypt and, and Iran and everybody else running together in Syria because the Western world scared of that. And they got to have some influence in that part of the world. We got to have some influence in that part of the world because if we don't, then them boys could you know, launch terror attacks on the United States. And they could be doing a whole, but cooking up, cooking up that, you know, whatever they cooking for us over there, man. In, in the same way, like we gotta have allies all across the world. We gotta have some people in like Asia that that cut with us. And if that means we gotta send billions of dollars to help their defense to keep one little Israeli place over there, like some some foothold that we could say is our our allies, then that's what we do. To make sure that we could chill at the house and it ain't war over here and that it ain't so bad like Rumble said. So in much the same way, we do that kind of thing in Ukraine, right? Because we don't want that big Russian block. We don't want that big Putin running a whole big like taking over all kind of stuff. And then we ain't got no checks and balances and we ain't got no allies. And then that man could do wild stuff to the United States and our citizens who are at home could sleep a little bit more peacefully. So when you see stuff on social media who, that's going to try to push you one way or the other, they're going to say, oh, man, we're sending uh, $100 billion to Ukraine and, 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 to, and, to, and to, um, to, to Israel, but them boys ain't giving us no stipend, <laughs> no, no $1,200 stimulus check. Like, where my money at? I'm trying, I'm trying to eat. I get it. It's a fair point, but the bigger point is they got a reason we shoot them that loot. And this is why we vote people in, to make these big global policy decisions that we not making. You talking about, and I get it, if you can't eat this week and you need $1,200 to eat, I get it. You wanted that money from Trump. I'm going to vote for Trump, whatever. But I also, y'all also spending that money indiscriminately over that. The way I be looking at it is go to school, get a job. Um, um, like, like work hard, do those type of things, and maybe you ain't gonna be sitting over there foot to mouth waiting for the government to give you that loot. But I mean, that's 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 just what I'm saying. Times hard for everybody, and I get it. Times even more hard for a lot of people. But I think that first part, and y'all look up Piaget, look at Maslow, look at some of these these things and needs, those hierarchy of needs. Um, and shelf, shelter and safety is like the number one basic need. And I think that sometimes if the money going to that to make sure we safe at home, that's why we send those billions and billions of dollars on the defense fund. You saw what that um what that old dude from the from the service said the other day, man. You will you will not come home to your wife and kids. We taking your eye straight up. We will not be intimidated. We will not back down. We've seen war. We don't want war. But if you want war with the United States of America, there's one thing I can promise you, so help me God. Someone else will raise your sons and daughters. 
Your families will be widows messing with the United States. That's why we that's why we spend the bag on it for that security. So I mean, it is a thing. It's it's, it's something to consider. And I just I'm gonna leave you with this other point on it, real quick. It's just this though. When I talked a little bit about Israel, kind of make me think. After the atrocities of slavery, why the hell we ain't got no country? I mean, I guess they could have been like, man, send them boys back to Liberia. And there was some some Marcus Garvey back to Africa movement. But ain't nobody really was like, let's 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 cut out a piece of land and say that's that's for the that's for the brothers. You know? Why we couldn't have Florida? Shit. I'm saying, I'm you know. Atlanta. We could just have a South. Give us a South. Let us have a little South. You know, that's kind of our homeland a little bit. That's where y'all took us to. South Carolina. We could have had a little place, but kind of go to that other part of it. The world always marginalized darker-skinned people. Look at the Palestinians. Palestinians, I'm sorry. Look at the Israelis. Just look at them. Physically, look at them. Who you think the world, the Western world, gonna side with? I mean, it 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 happens all the time, bro. It happens all the time. Go look at a lot of these conflicts that happen. Skin color got a lot to do with it. Hey, and shit. If I was in one of them countries and I couldn't go to sleep because bombs and mortars was going off, and the only reason people wouldn't have my back, cause I was dark skin, she. That'll burn my boudin, man. Look, let me tell you a couple of things that burn my boudin this week, man. The first thing that burned my boudin this week is I've been traveling a lot. Um, and I'm about to start getting to well, actually I've been chilling a lot, but I'm about to start my travel schedule again. I hear these airlines is going through all kind of foolish little upgrades and tears. That burned my boudin, man. Specifically. Who is it? Was it Delta? Yeah, Delta. Now I don't fly Delta. But basically, their tears is like super going up. You know, when you fly a little bit, you get your little miles. And they'd be like, oh, if you want to be a, a silver member, it's 3,000 um, qualifying points or dollars or whatever. Then they up that hole to 6,000 in September. Like just, like, just killing them. Like diamond tier, it costs you like 28 racks over like the 20 racks worth of points. It's just wild. And they're doing this because, like, they just kind of, like, they're thinking that they can make a little quicker buck and accommodate more of the affluent folks who are kind of complaining about, and when I say affluent, I mean travel affluent, not just affluent in the world, who are complaining about there's too many people in the lounge, too many people trying to get in first class. I be thinking that all the time, that there's a lot of people who travel. Like, I travel for work, but they got some people who travel for work. Like, Rumble used to be like that. Where every every week he would fly to like I think New Jersey he told me and then he'd fly back on that weekend so boy boy was catching over a hundred flights a year and once you catch over a hundred flights a year then they're gonna put you in that premium tier and status and all the rest of it but I mean I feel like people who just travel sometimes look, I'll, I'll be liking to be liking to have a little nice seat but you know speaking of United was doing some some similar. Tom Foolery that I think I'm going to have to deal with this week when I go to um, Oakland. They got some stuff. Now they saying that they're going to load in from the window seats first. 
So even if I'm like, you know, group A, group one, I'm sorry, group two, they're going to be like, nah, we need group group seven window seats in first. So they could put everybody on the windows because they think that it's going to make the loading of the plane faster. So that means we be on time and we get off the ground quicker and everything else. Now, if that if it saves us some travel time and we able to get off on time and land on time, I may be okay with it. But the piece that killed me is I'm an owl daddy. Period. I'm Ildo Nice. You might you might as well say. See what I did there? Ildo Nice. That was that was that was nice. I'm you know I'm an owl daddy. Got long legs. Gotta have it. So does that mean I gotta come on the plane last? And if I get on the plane last, then is the overhead gonna be filled? And I gotta check my. You see that night? Is the the dude that got in the inside? He didn't use the list and put his stuff under the seat in front of him and moved all this. You see what I'm saying? See how they see how they could get you. So see, that's the part of that's the thing I ain't really I ain't really feeling right now. But we're gonna see how it play out. I'm just saying. It burned my boot man. Look, the next thing that burns my boot this week is when you go to a bar and the people you go with go straight to the bathroom at every bar you walk in when you ball hop in that burn my boot. And if Los would hear, he would say, Now why that burn your boot Al? But the reason he would say that, but he'd already know the answer because Los is sometimes very guilty of said activity. It burns my boot because we get a round of drinks when we walk in every place. Like that's the pretty much the rule. And if you go to the bathroom, you're basically eliminating yourself from the drink Brian process. So if we just bar hop and every time you go in, you got, man, listen, I'm going to go stand by the bathroom door. I'm going to wait for you after the first bar. The first one, I might go get the drink. But if you pull this at two locations where you pop in straight to the bathroom, now nah, we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait, player. I'm, you might even walk out and I might be at the bar and they might be like, uh, yeah, they was, I was waiting on you. What you want? Even though I might know what you want. I know what you want. I know, I know Los want a crown, I mean, a hint, a hint on the rocks. I know, I know what my friends drink. I know, I know what the boys drink. I know, I know the Graham Star want an old fashioned. I get it. I know Damien need him a, a Long Island. I know the drinks. The Harry want him a old, uh, a, a cranberry and, 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 and Tito's. Maybe a splash of grenadine. I get it. I get it. I know what y'all drink. But I'm not about to just be buying your drink. Just for the sake of argument. And, and my old lady wanted French 75. I'm not gonna act like I don't I don't know. And my little and my son, he want an apple juice. And the other son wanted milk. Like, see, I'm I'm I I got I, it's it's easy. You just gotta be observant. But I'm still not gonna get you your drink and be spending that money for for the for the sake of doing it, man. Don't go straight to that bathroom, though. That's what I'm saying. Listen, they had some other things that burned my boo there. I'm not even going to go 20 levels deep into it because, like I said, I'm going to keep this tight, tight 20, 30 minutes. We get in. Well, it's already past 20 minutes. I guess I could talk a long time. By 30 some minutes. So I'm going to go to the community because my man King Leo hit us up with some things that burned his boudin. So I want to make sure I give him his time to talk about it. He said, you know what burned his boudin, man? One of them is Facebook putting you, putting you in new messenger groups that you don't want to be in. Now, what I noticed about Facebook recently is I mentioned on a podcast a couple of weeks ago that when I hop on Facebook in the morning, I see people, whatever, whatever, birthdays. And so I do. I check into Facebook every day. And I guess I've checked into Facebook every day for probably 15 years. 
It's kind of one of the first things I do in the morning. You could tell who somebody really is on that Facebook, man. Like I, I got, we got a couple partners, man, who who just overpost on Facebook, and I've realized that recently by looking. And it's just probably a handful of people you know, really, if you think about it. It's like ten people you know who are on your Facebook wall who do it all day every day. It's got to be something about them. They probably got some kind of, they probably born on a solstice or something, or equinox, or when, 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 when um, Orion is in full. Bloom or some shit like that. That's, it's a thing, right? But anyway, putting you in Facebook groups that you want to be in. When I go in Facebook, that's true. I will get a message. Um, I, and I don't know. Sometimes my, my um, what is it? WhatsApp does the same thing. And some other apps like that. Well, it'll just pop up. Even on, sometimes if you look at your, I think Instagram does it better. If you look at your like, hidden messages in IG, sometimes you're in groups that like somebody didn't put you in. But Facebook do have you in Buku groups where it's like, yeah, with the yeah. And it's it's kind of the same energy as somebody um, tagging tagging you and a hundred other people to say that they um, selling uh, fried pork chops or something. I mean, it's the same energy. And, you know, we don't need that. So I, I concur that that could burn your boot out. The next thing that burns that man boot out is when a female asks on a post for a male perspective specifically. And a bunch of females give an answer like, shut the fuck up. That's what. <laughs> hey, I've seen it. Oh, I don't know how much we got to expound on it. But it's one of them situations where you, you, you ask a question, but you think you already know the answer. So you're going to hop on there and, and, and give their perspective. Or at least give the courtesy of waiting for the men to be the people who comment. And then you reply. Okay? Do that. Think about that. I'm, it, it, it might You might be just... Just chomping at the bits to reply. You might be a replier. I just talked about your Facebook post or probably from 10 people. You're probably sitting there right now thinking, you know, Al is probably right there. That's, he got, he, he's speaking, speaking gospel. Church is, might be what you're thinking, right? But there's a next caliber of people, which are the commenters. I think that there are probably a good 50 people you know who comment a lot. They comment on on ESPN, they comment on 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 um, what's his name on Kev on stage. They comment on Kirk Franklin. They comment on your other friends, your ten friends who post. You got commentors, right? At least, ladies, do do yourself a favor. Be a replier, not a commenter, especially on that type of post. Let the dudes come in there and say what they got to say from the male perspective. Then you could reply and say, you know what? That's why that's why you're single now. Give them, that's what you do it. You don't just come in there like hot and give your answer to the question, whatever the question is. Next time, King Leo, you need to tell me exactly what that question was so I could give my male perspective on it. Maybe that's something you, you shoot us this week and we could do it next week. Man, listen, the next thing that burned that man boot at is when women with big stupid cleavage tattoos and don't want you looking at it. That burn that man blue. Oh, uh, I think that's self-explanatory. If I got a, a calf tattoo, you could look at my calf. I think I got a calf tattoo. Yeah, I do have a calf tattoo. I want you looking at my calf. You could look at I guess that's my shin, actually, if I'm thinking about it. But you can look at my shin. It's a thing. You know? I got forearm tattoos. You can look at my forearm. If you get a tattoo. You should let people look at it. Not, 
once again, I know the answer we're going to say, man, what if it's hidden and blah, 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 if I got a little tramp stamp on my back, like what what I do with that? Well, you got that tattoo. That means you got it for somebody to look at. Cover it up with some clothes if you don't want nobody to look at it. Cle Wear your turtleneck if you don't want nobody looking at your cleavage tattoos. And, I, and I'm trying to think about cleavage tattoos in 2023. Is he talking about paws like Eve? Because if he's talking about Eve paws, I don't want to look at that. As a matter of fact, I don't think I want to look at too many cleavage tattoos if it's the type of woman who would get a cleavage tattoo. I just don't, I mean, it just don't feel like that would be my bag. I feel like that's a certain individual. And that's probably not what I'm looking, I'm looking to see. Unless you in some kind of a gentleman's club type establishment and you got a cleavage tattoo and maybe it goes with your whole other aura of sensuality i'm on i'm 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 dancing and this is freedom to me and all of that but then i would assume that's not the type of woman who's gonna tell you not to look at it she's gonna just say tip me poppy baby tip me baby <laughs> that's what she'll probably say not that I would know. I'm just assuming. I'm assuming. The last thing that burned that man Buna is people who drive with pets hanging out the the driver's side window. Well, I don't know. It killed me when people drive with pets hanging out either side window, not just the driver's side window. The pets need to stay in the car. I always find pets funny in the car when they got them like in the back seat, um, like seat belted, seat buckled in, like big ass. Marva Duke, um, Clifford the Red, Big Red, um, Heathcliff Heath looking, um, I know Heathcliff's a cat, I guess, um, Scooby-Doo looking dogs. Yeah, we ain't got time for that. Them dogs be kind of like scary because I be thinking they're going to just rah, 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 hop out that thing. But out the driver's side window is nuts. That just means you are have them dogs on your lap or whatever, on pet, whatever pet it would be. I guess it could be a snake. That means you're not worried about driving. If you got to worry about that. That's like driving with a baby on your lap. It's similar. It's hard to drive with a baby in the back seat that's not strapped into a car seat. Not that I would know because I strap my kids in the car seats every single time I go. Even if it's around the corner. If you're listening CPS. But if a baby just so happened to be in the back seat with a regular seat belt on like a regular person. Like we probably were in the 80s. Wasn't no seatbelt when we was growing up in the 80s. I mean, it was a seatbelt. I'm sorry. Wasn't no car seats. Wasn't no car seats. I asked my parents this the other day. Just like like diapers came about like in the 80s and them, the people who are a little older than us had them cloth diapers, which is disgusting. When we was babies in the 80s, ain't, ain't no car seats. Wasn't no car seats. Seatbelt. Sit on somebody's lap. Let's get it in. Stay still. Maybe for maybe for like newborns, but I feel like newborns probably the mama would hold them and they just didn't get in the car. You know, like mamas back in the day couldn't go in the sunlight for the first two weeks after they had a baby. Not now they want to go run um, half marathons a week and a half afterwards to get they um, they they post baby body back. But back in the day, it was a lot different. No seatbelts. So I mean, no car seats. But back to my point about that, try to put a baby in the back seat with just a car seat. I mean, a seatbelt, and watch how they act. It's hard to drive. They messing with the door. You can put the child lock on. They messing with the window. 
put the window lock on. They trying to get out the seat, unbuckle, move over, pick up stuff off the floor, yell. If it's a dog in the back seat, same thing. Back seat, wallet, or a snake, or a cat, or whatever the animal is. If it's in a hamster in the back seat, it's gonna be causing confusion. Now think about that on your lap. So if they're hanging out the driver's side window, it's a problem. Okay, I want to talk about two other things before I get out of here because I'm, like I said, I'm. It's Friday. I'm giving y'all a podcast because I said I would, but I do have to go back to work. So I will say a couple of things just for the weekend fix. So CVS is banning um, some medicines as um, phenephedrine, phenylprene. I don't know, man. I'm trying. P-H-E-N, that's fin, finny, L, lep, lephrine, phenylephrine. Let's go with that. It's in a lot of oral um, cough and cold products because, like, the, the, the FDA advisory committee is coming out and saying it doesn't have, like, basically the... It's not doing what they say it's, it's going to do to just be, like, a standalone medication. So, over-the-counter, they pull in things like um, a couple of these cold medicines that you normally could get, cold and cough medicines, right? Now they're taking them away. And it got me thinking, right? First of all, because I probably get those every now and again when I need, you know, boy, I got a cough or something. Um, cough syrup. Why are they taking out things all of a sudden that we just like have become accustomed to? And what I was, you know, came up is just kind of like, you know, I think a lot of cases we wasn't never supposed to have it anyway. You know, like they had the Coke and Coca-Cola back in the day. Sometimes when you know better, you do better. Sometimes you know better and you still don't know better. And it had me thinking about another article I saw. It wasn't an article. It was just a post on social media. And it got me Googling for some articles. They got a lot of foods. We talked about Skittles on this podcast recently. That's banned in other countries because of like Blue 25 or whatever. Blue 25 under, you know, that kind of thing. I found a list of top 10 American foods that are banned in other countries. Would you look at this first? Number 10, Arby's baked goods. First of all, Arby's is banned in New Iberia. And if you know, you know. It's a problem. Um, but Arby's baked goods, for some odd reason in Europe, they're outlawed because they use azocarbonate, man, I'm whew, as a whitening bread, right? And it could trigger asthma attacks. But they got the meats. So y'all boys, go eat it anyway. Number nine, stovetop stuffing. Huh. It contains BHA and BHT. Two chemicals that may cause cancer as well as blood clotting. Japan, the UK, and a bunch of um, European countries ban this product. Would you look at that? Number eight, Betty Crocker fudge brownie mix. It contains partially hydrogenated soybean oil and cottonseed oil, both of which are trans fats. And the FDA don't want you to have it. Trans fats means they banned in Austria, Hungary, Iceland, Norway, Switzerland, Denmark, other countries. Number seven, Ritz crackers. You drove about that one like I am? Because same thing. Hydrogenated cottonseed oil. Same old country. Same countries who, who don't want you to have Betty Crocker, don't want you to have Ritz crackers. 
Number six, Pop-Tarts. They contain yellow five, yellow six, or red 40, which have been banned in Austria and Norway. They've been known these dyes have been potentially linked to cancer. Number five, Frosted Flakes. That's the one I was just talking about. Frosted Flakes, Honey Bunches of Oats, and Rice Krispies. Europe is, is, is getting rid of them boys. And Japan did it. I mean, Europe been got rid of them. Japan's doing it now because they contain BHT, a preservative which people fear is cancer-causing. No definitive proof, but they're saying, hey, it might cause cancer. Let's not, let's not put it in our in, in have our kids eating it. That's a novel solution, right? Next, number four, wheat thins. Wheat thins. BHT. Same problem. Japan, Europe. Farm-raised salmon is number three. It's got protein, it's got potassium. It's, 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 it's salmon, right? That's good for your diet. Prevents heart disease. That's wild-caught salmon. Farm-raised, look, they use this artificial astaxanthin. Something. Google it. Might make the fish look good, but it can cause vision damage. Therefore, it's outlawed in Australia, in New Zealand. Get it out the, get it out the mud. Get it out the water. Number two, dairy with synthetic hormones. If it has RBST or RBGH, it's banned in Europe, Canada, Japan, because these hormones are tied to colon, prostate, and breast cancer. Ain't that some shit? And number one, we talked about it, Skittles. Same thing as a lot of other people. Those same food dyes as Pop-Tarts getting you out of the way. Guess what else has those same dyes? Little Debbie Swiss Rolls and Gatorade. I'm just thinking. We talk we we this we talked about well, I guess I talked about a lot of global things this week. But think about that as like a global thing in the world we live in and what what I was just talking about about how they want us to be happy and safe. But they don't necessarily want us to be healthy. I could tell you a million things like I've been doing a lot of research on the idea that this country is okay with us staying sick because the money is in the medicine, not the cure. So they okay with us being sick and being in the hospital and, and, and bad stuff happening to us like that. But I guess they just don't want us to get hit by mortar shells. So, you know, you pick and you choose. Man, look, the last thing I want to talk about before I get out of here, and I will get out of here, I swear I will, is this... Um, Interesting story that's in Houston, right? Ralph West. If y'all ever heard of Ralph West, y'all, um, you know, I think I think you're gonna you're gonna laugh a little bit if you haven't heard of it. Um, anyway, Ralph West, he's at the Church Without Walls in um, in Houston, and let's just put it like this: just this past week, or I, I guess the story was the 13th. So yeah, this week. He was ordered to pay. He's the pastor there, or assistant pastor, something. Two point four five million dollars to a woman he met online on Facebook because he gave her genital herpes. So I guess there's the people who comment, the people who post. 
and the niggas who out here giving people herpes on um, on Facebook. But bunch of stuff happened, right? His father, Ralph West, the, the, the big Ralph West, is like big dog, right? He the second, right? 2,400 members across three locations. They on, um, on the Southwest, I think, is the one, man, like where he is, man. Unnamed victim, got an outbreak a few days after they smashed um, and tested positive. She said she hadn't had sex with anyone else and had prior negative tests. That's what she said. Never. Nobody else. He told her he had it. Um, and said that it came from his mother's son. But yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Anyway, the lawyer was able to prove to the jury that Wes knew he was infected with the STD, but lied about it when he had unprotected sex with the woman in March 2018. He had to pay $1.45 million in compensatory damages and $1 million in ex exemplary punitive damages. Believed to be the largest payout in such a case. Yeah, it's on Eldridge campus. That's over there in the southwest. That's in A-Leaf. Okay. These are my thoughts. I could go on and on about it. It's wild. It's not the one, one of one. This type of thing has happened before in different places. Um, that man, wow. I feel like Michael Vick, Ron Mexico, look up that story. I feel like that was a similar type of story. I don't know how that church got $2.45 million to be paying, but guess what? I do know. That's something I wish Los was on a podcast so I could throw some little jabs in there right quick. But, yeah, man. Um, it's a wild story. And it kind of got me thinking about a fire. Big three. Big three. Big three. Big three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big three. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three. So I would have just said three, but I'm just going to give you a big three. Um, Things that's similar that I guess we could sue for now if you could sue for somebody giving you herpes. Number one, you could sue for hopping in the whip with somebody when they're drunk and they get in a wreck. You should be able to sue. Because, listen, you should have asked them if they was drinking before. And if you don't and you think they might have been drinking, you still put on your seatbelt. The second thing that you could sue somebody for, you could sue your wife if y'all get married and her credit was bad and it messed up your credit and your family's credit, you should be able to sue her. Because you should have asked her before and, and signed some kind of nuptial agreement or did something and made that decision before. But you just went and get married. You said, I do. And you didn't check her credit. Didn't check her credit. Didn't check to see if he was sober. Didn't check to see if he had that bump, bump, bump. Outbreak. That's all I'm saying. And the last big three that you could sue somebody for, you could sue a woman if you go out on a date with her and her husband pull up and, be, and, and bat the piss at you. I mean, because before the date, you should have asked if she was married. It didn't mean if she concealed it. I mean, she didn't tell me she was married, right? You should be able to sue her if her husband pull up and put them paws on you. You should be able to sue her because she didn't tell you she was married. You should have checked. But since she didn't, you didn't have to check. You don't have to check if they drunk. You don't have to check if a credit bad. 
You don't have to check if she married. Because listen, just do just do you. Just live life. Just raw dog. And then you get 2.45 at the end of the day. That's all I'm saying. I read one more article this week. It was about Tommy Lee. You know, Tommy Lee, the um the rocker. I don't know, Motley Crew. He was on some podcast, which everybody's on a podcast, <laughs> like me. And he said, alcohol is weird, right? Because all of a sudden I'm drinking two gallons of vodka a day. That's wild. And then he said, it was, he said, this is wild. This is wild. Listen. He was, we would do this shit all the time. We run out of coke and then we would shoot Jack. They would shoot Jack Daniels into their veins with a syringe because it was quick, faster, louder, and harder. That's a wild boy. I'm just saying, I read that story and I just thought I should share it with my listening public that that's a wild boy. But ain't he the same one who gave Pamela Anderson um, like hepatitis D? <laughs> Maybe she should sue him for 2.45. Hey man, listen. Appreciate you kicking it with me and listening to Aldo Nice Talks and Nice Talk. Los is going to be back next week. I figured, you know, I'll get you the way you're going if you was, you know, hopefully getting to your destination, whatever it is. Get your Friday fix in, man, and all that good stuff. But until next time, y'all have a great weekend. Bang, bang, bang. Make it a best friend weekend. Pow, pow, pow. And I'm out. See you next week.